Hey, it's now time for my guest of the week. This man has entertained audiences of all ages from the tweenies and noddy on children's television to his one-man Eric Morecambe show on stage. His most recent role was Nurse Nelly in the St Albans pantomime of Sleeping Beauty at the Auburn Arena. He joins me live from lockdown to tell us about an exciting new project with Homestart Hertfordshire. It's Bob Golding. Hello. Hello, Daniel. It's lovely to be back. No problem. It's great to to have you again. How are you doing in all this lockdown business? Um, Yeah, I I mean, I'm a fairly patient man. Um, You know, I'm doing what what most people are doing um, and staying home. And um, it's been tough seeing my kids. Um, I I don't live with three of my kids and they're all with their mum and and that's fantastic. But, you know, not being able to see them regularly and hug them and be there for them has been probably the toughest bit of it all. But, um, uh, you know, like everyone else, I'm being patient and, um, and respectful to... The, the people that are out there having to work hard in this situation. Yeah, we, we, we have to remember that health comes first. That means yeah. making some sacrifices in other departments. And unfortunately, at the moment, it's making sacrifices all departments, isn't it? But um, we, we're, we're, getting, we're getting there. But we're coping okay. You know, I'm, I've, I've done a bit of baking, like most people, lots of cooking. Uh, we walk um, about six or seven miles a day uh, around the fields uh, and, and just you know, try and, and, and plod on. I, I mean, I'm on the phone half the day to, or FaceTiming or Zooming or house-partying with various people around the country and the world and seeing how they're doing and just being supportive as much as we all can to each other. That's it's kind of important, isn't it? So, so yeah, I, actually, try to put a positive spin on it. I found it difficult at first, but now i um, settled down into a bit of a routine like most people and, uh, and uh, yeah, looking, looking forward to when we can have some kind of normal normality rather than the new normality yeah we hope we all we all look forward to that day so um in uh during sort of lockdown what do what do you what do you do to relax to relax uh, well, we've got well to considering that you've got a lot of time on your hands <laughs> like most well, of the world And of course, electricity and the and of course, electricity and the internet as well. Exactly. Yeah, the technology <laughs> is, is there. We've got a nice backup. What, what, what have you been doing? Have you been cooking? What, what, what yes, do? I do. I've been doing my best to sort of a uh, little bit of this, a little bit of that, taking it one day at a time. Uh, I've been cooking uh, because we sort of me and my family, because there's four of us living in the same household, uh, we take right. it in turns Tuesday to Friday to. 
uh, do a kind of come dine with me. So we all pick a meal and um, each each we pick a meal and eat then and then we sort of mark each other and that's quite fun to do. And then on Sundays we t on Sundays we cook a pudding. So I've done I've made sort of stick I can make sort of sticky toffee pudding and um, sp spaghetti carbonara and stuff and things like that. Um, and uh, yeah, just going about with exercise because obviously I get about on a bike a lot. So uh, I'm doing my I'm doing my fair share. I'm doing my fair share to relax and sort of um, stay stay informed, as it were. So you wouldn't normally be doing that kind of stuff, cooking, you know, carbonara and cakes. Well, I do like to do I do like to do that stuff. I do like to do that stuff anyway. But I suppose one of the things that this lockdown has sort of brought to light is that you sort of it gives people time to do the things that they don't normally get time to do so um rather than just sort of sitting on sitting sitting um self-isolating in your own sort of bedroom twiddling your thumbs wondering when things are going to go back to normal you can actually be active it helps it helps your well it helps your um mental health as well as your own well-being to kind of stay active and do stuff and that not just helpful for you but for help for other people um in this in this really difficult time Thanks. Um, but in terms of actually sort of staying at home, uh, you have a very interesting home uh, in the sense that you uh, you live on a boat. You live in a houseboat. Yeah, well, it was a house, but it got flooded, so we got <laughs> into a boat. No, no, yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> it's, it's, it's what they call a wide beach. It's a wide beach narrowboat. So um, uh, we we recently taken delivery of a brand new one that we designed. Uh, and with the, in conjunction with the boat making company and boat makers themselves in Liverpool, with which we regularly used to go up and visit, um, we've got a new home, a new, a new floating home, if you like. And it's 70 foot long by 12 and a half foot wide, and uh, we're moored in a in a marina in uh, Northamptonshire, which is uh, lovely and rural and uh, quite quiet. Um, and um, there's a nice little community of people who've all got each other's backs. So. A river life. We, we've been on a boat for five years now, and um, we were in Bedford before, and it was just idyllic. You know, waking up to kingfishers and otters and all the wildlife that I've never seen indigenously here in, in UK before is now on our doorstep, literally, and it's absolutely stunning. Uh, in all seasons, I hasten to add, people always think that living on a boat means uh, freezing uh, in in the winter. But actually, we've got you know got multi-fuel burner, which we burn eco fuels on, so it's not uh, harming the environment. And uh, we've also got central heating, which is powered by our diesel heating system within the boat. So it's it's nice and cozy. Uh, and I've got we've got a 13-month-old daughter, so it has to be kind of cozy and comfortable for her too, which mm. it is. Perfect. Uh, it reminds me of that kind of uh, famous quote from Wind in the Willows, which I always really enjoy. Yeah, it's that bit where Ratty says to Mole, I have always enjoyed messing about in boats. Yeah, well, exactly. We, we, it's not just our home. Uh, it's, it's an adventure park around us. You know, we've, safety is first, obviously, but we've got some smaller vessels. We've got a canoe and a, a little outboard motor that we take out on the river in the summer, um, which, is, which is just stunning. I mean, on the ooze where we were before, it's just so gorgeous we saw grass snakes swimming across the river and they're huge if for those of phobic about snakes maybe steer clear of the river but the other name for grass snake is a water snake so they're excellent swimmers and to see them firsthand right there is just a blessing it's a, it's a real gift and uh, we appreciate i think the lockdown situation we're in now is hopefully making a lot more people realize what we do actually have around us 
uh, as, as far as flora and fauna is concerned. You know, there's, there's so much to enjoy and appreciate uh, just by going on a, your hour's walk a day and, and, and uh, seeing it. So, yeah, we're very lucky. We, we consider ourselves extremely lucky. Hmm. Perfect. Uh, but you're not only a multi-talented actor, Bob, but you're also uh, a voiceover artist, uh, which leads me to uh, what I rang you up about to talk to you about. Um, your project with Homestart Hertfordshire, uh, where you're reading out uh, children's stories to help families in lockdown. So tell us all about that and how that sort of came to be. Yeah, it's quite weird, really. Uh, um, when um, the lockdown situation began, I thought, right, what can I do now on a social media level as an unemployed actor, <laughs> to kind of give back a bit and help, because uh, there's all these amazing key workers doing their bit. Well, we should all try and find something we can do to help others as well. So I was thinking at the time, in the beginning, because I've got a, a young baby under five, uh, maybe I could tell some kids stories. I used to work a lot in children's television on CBBS and Tweety and Noddy and Mike of the Night and all that kind of stuff uh, over the last 20 odd years. So I thought perhaps I can use my storytelling ability to, to help uh, the preschoolers so that's what I was going to do and then one thing led to another I got sidetracked and was doing music and all kind of other things and then Susie Moody lovely Susie for, from Homestart Hertfordshire contacted me out of the blue and basically said what I wanted to do before so she came up with this plan that they want to help um, parents that perhaps struggling in the situation maybe single parents or and they've got more than one child under five it's hard really hard to manage that during the day so by the time you get to the end of the day it's even harder to find the energy to sit down and get the child to focus on a story so um, she came up with the idea brilliantly that perhaps I could read some stories in, in my way my, my style and hopefully keep the attention for five five ten minutes of those children so that's what we've done, we've done I've, I've, I can't remember how many I've done now but it's quite a few dozen that I'm, I'm and is it classic and is it and is it like classic fairy tales so like red riding hood and three little pigs and things like that or is it kind of other or is it kind of other children's literature yes it's a mixture really so you've got some classics you've got uh recently i read the uh, very hungry I suppose it reminds. Yeah, I, I suppose it reminds you of things like sort of Jack and Nori and the sort of things that you used to enjoy watching as a child when that was on telly, that was on children's TV, and how you can just sort of use that and sort of replicate that through your own sort of um, charisma and energy um, in uh, through the storytelling. Yeah, there's a, a whole mixture, mixture of different stories. But um, I'm, I'm really 
really enjoying it. It's nice to revisit them because my other three children are 17, 15 and 10, so they're kind of a bit old for them now. Having said that, I've sent them a couple of these stories and they're saying, oh, Dad, please send me more because it reminds me of when I was little and used to read these stories. So it, it kind of, it's ticking two boxes, really. And uh, when I did them, a show called Tweenies, uh, believe it or not, which was over 20 years ago now, um, on BBC, uh, we did nearly 300 episodes and I played um, Milo and Max in that and Max was the older man who sort of one of the playgroup leaders and he every episode almost told a story so I'm kind of revisiting those days of reading stories and bringing them to life which is lovely which is really really nice and some of them are really quick stories just little poems and some of them are more detailed like the, we did the Elms and the Shoemaker an old fable uh, it's a bit longer and I tried to put some music on it and a few sound effects and just have a bit of fun with it really so uh, yeah it's been it's been lovely to do and I'm, I'm going to keep doing it hopefully we'll keep doing it after lockdown as well so yeah Thank you, Bob. That's very kind of you to say that. And also, just going back, just going back to the books really quickly, uh, and, and how you yeah. read and how you read them. Uh, there's a lot of. Um, do you kind of do all the different voices uh, when you're sort of reading out different characters, or is there um, is there a kind of? Um, you say you have fun with it. How how fun can you go with it? And is there a limit to how? Is there a limit to how you um how you how far you can go, or is there no limit? <laughs> no, no, no limits. There's no limits to my storytelling. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I mean. It's, And if people want to find uh, your stories, uh, where can they go? Uh, but we will start ramping that up once 
staying on their page anyway. So hmm. you can always just have the back catalogue there and keep going through them. So it's, um, yeah, we're, we're getting there. But obviously, half term, uh, the um, uh, bank holidays slow things down a little bit. But uh, yeah, I've loved doing it and I'm going I'm to keep doing it. So, oh, um, fabulous. That's really good. If there is only one person that's listening to them, that's my mum. Yeah. <laughs> I say the same about my show. Um, so yeah, uh, when, um, so this is to help Homestart and families in and families in lockdown. You doing these stories? Yes, I mean it's not essentially lockdown, but it's just uh, parents, young parents, perhaps who you know just haven't got that time to sit down and go right now. We let's read this together. Perhaps they've, they've got another child that they're dealing with, and maybe can put them in front of the computer to to watch the story. So. It, it counts for outside of lockdown. I mean, it Susie did approach me only a couple of weeks ago, so it was during this lockdown phase, but it's not essentially for lockdown, but it works very well within it. So oh, okay. For whatever. I mean, uh, yeah, lockdown definitely ticks a box, and uh, not lockdown as well. So it's just bedtime storage, really. They're, they're very quick. They're, it's not like a 20-minute thing. They're like five to ten minutes long. Okay. Uh, so, can I quickly talk to you about Panto? Because obviously, this year's uh, last year's Panto was such a success, Sleeping Beauty. I mean, I went to see it and I had so much fun. Um, and obviously, we're all hoping. We're all hoping. I think everyone in St Albans is hoping that they can continue to have fun at this year's pantomime, which is going to be Mother Goose. But obviously, due to um, theatres having to close and um, for public safety and the Auburn Arena not being open. Um, do you, do you think Panto will still be going? Do you think Panto twenty twenty will still be going ahead this year? Um, it's funny when it all comes down to opinion, really, isn't it? It's, it's, this is what we're all doing at the moment. We're doing a lot of speculating about when we think we'll be out of this and when we think uh, the old normality will resume. So it's, I think if, if I'm being completely honest, it's, there's a fifty fifty chance. Of, of it happening, so it may happen or it may may not. Um, I know the producers are prepared for it to happen. I also know other actors that have been uh, given jobs during lockdown for pantomime. Uh, I think the Gordon Craig have announced their cast list for this year already, uh, and that's been done in the last few weeks. So there's a lot of optimism out there. Um, unfortunately, um, I think we all know that um, theatre and gatherings and events will probably, almost definitely, be the last things to return to normal after this pandemic. So, uh, it's, it's how long's a bit of a string, really, Daniel. I, I'd love to think that we'll be back this year, uh, but if we're not, we'll be back bigger and better for next year. I don't know what the plan would be. It's much like the football season. You know, uh, they're talking about getting players back now, but then there's the security and safety issue with players that have asthma and players that have other health complaints. And, uh, is, is it feasible? We, we don't really know. None of us know. Lots of speculation. I get the stage newspaper every week and uh, uh, all the governing boards of every theatre are, are kind of looking at how can we make this work maybe online, a digital thing. Certainly plays and play readings c can happen that way. Pantomime is a very specific genre uh, and it involves the audience. And, and I don't know if that would work as, a, as a, an online medium. I, I don't know. We haven't talked enough about it to, to say yes yet, but as far as I know, I've not been told by anyone that we're not doing it. Okay. The venue, if I can just talk a minute about the Auburn Arena, yeah, sure. I know that everyone, all the staff there are utterly fantastic with everything they do. They care so much about our community, they care so much about the arts and culture in St Albans. 
unfortunately, they were all furloughed uh, about two weeks into the start of lockdown, uh, which means that nobody can legally, under the furlough rules, be in the building working or even at home working uh, and replying to emails from people who have bought tickets and people who want to buy tickets for future events. So we, they can't reply to anyone. So it's very frustrating for them, I know, at the moment. They, there's been a few complaints saying, when are we getting our refunds from the public? When are you rescheduling? Are you cancelling? Uh, none of those questions can be answered yet because of the way that furlough is set up. So uh, I, I'm, as patron of the Auburn Arena, I'm, I'm sort of pleading with and asking the public just to give a little bit of slack to the venue at, at the moment until someone is taken from furlough and put back in employment uh, to deal with those issues. Um, I, I don't think that will happen until lockdown ends, really. There may be one member of staff goes back to reply to some emails, but no refunds will be able to be issued without the system in place, and it takes the people who operate the system to issue the, these um, refunds. So or to inform people about the rescheduling or cancelling of, of the event. So bear with us, uh, the Greats and Albans and Hertfordshire public. We will get there, uh, and the staff there are chomping at the bit to get back and help you. But at the moment, we just need a little bit of time to, to sort it out. It's very different. The Auburn Arena, for those who don't know, is a council-run venue, and the council employ a, 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 a different a leisure company to employ staff to run it. Now, the company who run the, the, the arena, they're still functioning, but the staff within the building of the Auburn Arena are not. So that's what people are mistaking. Yeah, but you, people are updating things on the Auburn Arena website. Yeah, that's the company that own the leisure contract at the arena, not the staff themselves. There's a lot of confusion about that. So sorry to take up your airwaves. No, no, that's, no, that's no problem. I mean, I guess I get... No, no, no. All the, be all the best for you to say that, because if you don't say anything, we don't know. And I suppose um, yeah. it, we're all in, we're all in the same boat here. We all have to kind of sympathise. And I know you just have to have a bit of patience and put up with it. I know there are some people who are impatient and just want answers now. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, uh, this is a very, this is a very, this is a very, this is a very, yeah, this is a very weird and unprecedented time. And it's not just it's not just the open arena. It's those of other theatres as well who are having to do who are having to do exactly the same thing. Or not, as it were, um, or not, so it was, yeah. Well, due to... So that refunds and rescheduling can take place, but that they won't be council run and they won't be a, a subcontract from another leisure company. They will be venue themselves doing that. So that's a very difficult... That lots of them, uh, not lots, but a few comments on, on some of the sites on, online from the public are saying, how come I've got a refund from this theatre but not from the Auburn Arena? Because the Auburn Arena is, is run very differently. And by the nature of that, the people who work in the building, uh, they run it. And if they're not in the building to run it, they cannot run it. So, uh, but the leisure company who owns the contract who employ those people, they can update on websites, but that's all they can do. They can advertise, and that's it. So it's, it's a very strange setup, but it's necessary in this, in this climate. So we just need some, uh, some patience. But I can assure that there's people who are worried about getting refunds they will get, uh, they will be informed and more than likely get their refunds as soon as the staff are put in place. Uh, if they're not given a refund, it's a problem because the the uh, event will be rescheduled for another time. Hmm. Uh, and then I'm sure there'll even be choices as to when.
assuming the normal things will uh, apply. So it's just a bit of patience we need from, from everyone at the moment. Like everything else, we've just got to be, be, be there for each other. And uh, the venue will be up and running again at some point and providing a, a fully uh, functioning pantomime and schedule for the rest of the year. So, and we appreciate everyone's uh, patience and help. So thank you for your continuing patronage and understanding. Oh no problem. Thank you for no. Thank thank you for thank you for saying all of that. Um, I can obviously you are very you are very passionate about what you do, and you're very passionate about the urban arena and panto and everything that you do. Um, there's there's so much enthusiasm and charisma that comes that comes from that comes that comes with you. So uh, you don't do things by halves, Bob. Um, and I should and I should say um, you not only star in the panto, but you also direct it as well. I really hope we get. I really, I really hope we get to. I really hope we get to see it. And if not, it can be a treat for twenty. It can be a treat for twenty twenty one, panto season. Um, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so we should just remind people about the uh, stories for Homestart. It's um, the project that you're doing. Um, so we can they can go to the Homestart Hertfordshire fa uh, Facebook page and there's a new story every week. Um, do you know any days or times? Yeah, it's generally Sunday at 7pm. Okay, so there'll be one tonight then. Uh, what's the word? This is Wednesday today. This, oh, well, it's Sunday. <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> I'm working off a lockdown, uh, lockdown calendar here, aren't I, Daniel? Yeah, you are. So, Every day's the same. Yeah. Another day in paradise. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there'll be one tonight then? Yeah, 7pm. Perfect. So, uh, yeah. Great. And, and, and also, they're, they're always left on there, I think. So the one that you missed, one you can catch up. Okay, great. Uh, Bob, it's been lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much for giving me your time today. Uh, I wish we had more. But uh, yeah, I hope to be I hope to be back in the studio again very soon and we can have a chat, uh, hopefully, about Mother Goose, which would be really which would be really fun. Yeah, fingers crossed. And uh, thank you very much for having me on. Not at all. Alright, stay safe. Look after yourself. Bye for now. Thanks, mate. Bye. Bye. Bye.